Hello, beloved. It's good to be with you. And once again, in our weekly Bible study, to be able to look at Jesus Christ, like a revelation of Jesus Christ, different things about Christ. And in this Bible study, we're going to look at the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Right. Before we do that, though, let's just bow our heads in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word that explains to us who Christ is so that we can grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. We can get to know him better, understand more of what he has done for us, understand his salvation that comes through him, and also understand or get to know him better. Oh, Father, we pray in Jesus' name, make it alive in us, please. Enable me as your servant to teach your people. In Jesus' name we pray this. Amen. Now, if we look at the resurrection of Jesus Christ, why is it important? Why is the resurrection so important? In actual fact, uh, you must have heard it said before that Christianity, biblical Christianity, or yeah, let's call it biblical Christianity, stands or falls at the resurrection. The resurrection is basically key to our salvation. If the if there's no resurrection, then our faith is meaningless. It, it, it doesn't occur. It's, it's not there. Now, there's so many things that can be said. In, in, act, in fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the Apostle Paul tells us quite a few things about um, the fact if, if Jesus did not rise from the dead, uh, our preaching would be in vain. I mean, this Bible study would be in vain. All right, so... The importance of the resurrection is crucial. Now, when we speak of the resurrection of Jesus, we're speaking about the truth that after he was buried in a tomb, Jesus rose from the dead. And the question then is, why is it important that Jesus um, rose from the dead? Why is it important? Now, I believe that the Resurrection is important, biblically speaking, because the resurrection basically shows us, in the first place, that the faith of a Christian is true. Now, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 17 says, Paul teaches um, in, in 1 Corinthians fifteen seventeen that if Jesus had not risen from the dead, our faith would be of no value whatsoever, and we would still be dead in our sins. All right. So that's the first important thing about the resurrection. A second thing is that the resurrection proved that God the Father accepted what Jesus Christ had done. You see, when Jesus prayed that the cup might pass by him, that he yeah, then Jesus wasn't actually trying to avoid tried trying to avoid the cross. That's not what happened. I mean, as Messiah, he knew that he was going to die. So when he prayed that the cup would pass him by, he was asking God the Father not to leave him in the place of the dead, but to restore him to life, as we read about in Psalm 16, verse 10. Now, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7 tells us that God heard Jesus' prayer and he answered Jesus' prayer. Not, not to avoid the cross, obviously, but to rise Jesus to life. And this was basically an answering 
this prayer of Jesus when he prayed. So basically what happened was God the Father showed that he accepted every single thing that Jesus had done, that the sacrifice of Christ was a perfect sacrifice acceptable to God, and the resurrection was kind of the, 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 the seal of God's approval of what Jesus Christ had done. All right, but the resurrection, we must say to one another, was also part of God's plan. I mean, Jesus promised that he would send the Holy Spirit uh, onto his disciples. Now, remember John sixteen seven. The thing is, if Jesus remained dead, then he couldn't do that. The Holy Spirit couldn't come. Because the coming of the Holy Spirit was directly connected to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Okay. The fourth thing about the resurrection is that the resurrection fulfilled many prophecies. Many, many, many a prophecy. And we've already looked at the prophecies in the Old Testament now. Now in Acts chapter 2 verse 27, Peter tells us that the resurrection was the fulfillment of prophecy. Right? So it's Peter who also connects the resurrection. Uh, the fact that Jesus is alive, he connects it to prophecy uh, in the scriptures. I mean, Jesus himself also prophesied that he would rise from the dead. We read that in Matthew chapter 16, verse 21, and Mark chapter 14, verse 28. All right, so it's important. The resurrection is extremely important. Beloved, you and I need to be able to, how can I say, not prove, because the, yeah, we can say we, we need to prove uh, when, when people ask us about these things, but we need to be able to, to, to share with people about the resurrection of Christ, and we need to do it convincingly through the scriptures. Right? Now, there are proofs for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I mean, how do we know that Jesus actually rose from the dead? Some people say that it's just a story that was told by the disciples, that Jesus died, but he never rose again. His disciples just came up with this story. Now, it's interesting. If the disciples was just sharing a story, it, it is actually stupid of them because they were actually also willing to lay down their lives for the story. And that doesn't make sense at all. It, people are, I think, willing to die for, for what they know is true, but yo, to be willing to die for, for lies, that doesn't make sense because there's nothing in it for them. So... In that sense, I believe it's important for us to understand that the disciples were eyewitnesses. They saw Jesus Christ alive. And they couldn't do anything else but to testify about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, beloved, we know that Jesus rose from the dead. Now, when we look at some proofs, the, the first thing we can say is because there is an empty tomb. When the woman got there, when Peter got there, when the disciples got there, when they got to the grave, the tomb was empty. Now, if Jesus did not rise from the dead, then what happened to his body? I mean, if the enemies had stolen the body of Jesus Christ, it would have been easy to, to kind of at a stage later on just say, wait, 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 um, these people that are telling you that Jesus rose from the dead are lying, we've got his body, and then go and take his body and show it to the people that he is dead. And then the, 
the disciples and everybody that was testifying about the resurrection of Christ, their story would just fall flat on its face. But the thing is that the enemies of Jesus did not stole the body of Jesus Christ because Jesus rose from the dead. Right? I mean, Peter even preached about it in Acts chapter 2. They didn't have his body to kind of disprove the resurrection. No. Because they didn't have his body because Jesus was alive. They didn't steal it because Jesus rose from the grave. Now, some people say that the disciples stole the body so that they could make up a story and tell people that Jesus was alive. I mean, this also is ridiculous because we would have to ask then, now how could the disciples steal the body when there were Roman soldiers guarding the tomb? Remember, if a soldier in those days, a Roman soldier specifically, if they fell asleep while on duty, they would be put to death. So if the disciples came to steal the body, those soldiers would have, would have been uh, awake and they would have fought the disciples. And the disciples weren't fighters, they were not soldiers. So they would have been overtaken, overcome by these soldiers. If the, the, the disciples stole the body of Jesus Christ uh, and they knew that Jesus was dead, why would they do the things that we find them doing in Acts chapter 1 and chapter 2? Why were they up in the upper room as Jesus commanded them? Um, what about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit? All those kind of things. And why then go out? As I said, people will, will hardly die for the truth. Why would the disciples be willing to, to be put in prison and to die uh, for a lie? Uh, it, it doesn't make sense. Then, another thing, proof that the, of the resurrection is the shape of the linen cloths that was in the tomb. You see, when John entered the tomb, he saw that the linen cloths were not disturbed at all, but that the body just wasn't there. We read about it in John 27. To, uh, John 20, verse 7. Eh? You see, when Lazarus was raised from the dead, they had to unwrap the cloths. Remember that. But what John saw was completely different. And what happened? He saw and he believed. John chapter 20, verse 8. When he saw it, he knew Jesus must have gone through the cloths in the way that the cloths were basically in the tomb at that stage. You see, no one could have unwrapped the body and then left the cloths undisturbed. It's not possible because you need a body inside to basically wrap the body. And, and in this case, I mean that the cloths were lying in such a way that it wasn't unwrapped. Jesus just passed right through the linen cloths. Absolutely amazing. Then after the resurrection, we must remember that Jesus appeared to different people. Yeah. Many people saw Jesus alive. I mean, the woman at the tomb, the two disciples on the road to Emmaus, uh, it, it, Peter and the twelve, 500 believers at one time, and then James and the apostle Paul, he also saw Jesus Christ alive. There are many, many, many 
after the resurrection of Christ that saw him alive. And I mean, Jesus was also seen alive after the ascension by Stephen in Acts chapter 7, verse 56. Remember when he stood there, I say, I see heaven open and the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Father. So, I mean, Stephen had a vision of Jesus Christ at the right hand of the Father. Uh, Paul and John, they also saw Christ after his ascension. All right, so... Jesus appeared to different people to make sure that there are enough eyewitnesses of his resurrection to basically take that message into the world and to spread the message. There's more than enough eyewitnesses that Jesus Christ is truly alive, that he was resurrected from the dead, or that he rose from the dead. But then also we we, we know that Jesus rose from the from the grave. It's like proof. And we see it in the changes in the disciples. Remember that the disciples saw the dead body of Jesus Christ. And when they were first told that he was alive, they were unsure. But when they saw him, when they touched him, when they spoke to him, they were changed because they knew that he was truly alive. And you can look at the difference between Peter and John, chapter 19, and Peter in Acts chapter 2. What's the difference? The difference is the one, he was a disciple of Jesus Christ. He loved Christ and everything. But in Acts chapter 2, after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit was poured out. And and Peter, full of the Holy Spirit, was a different man. You see, the disciples knew that Jesus was alive and it was a testimony that they could go and do. They could be witnesses of it. And to them, it was worth uh, dying for. All right, but then we can also see the resurrection in the sense of there has come a change in in worship. Uh, we 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 moved from the Sabbath to the first day of the week. We we don't celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ on the seventh day of the week. What we do is we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ on the first day of the week because it was on the first day of the week that Jesus rose from the dead. So the the worship of Jesus Christ has changed from the Sabbath to to well seventh day now the seventh day of the week until the first day of the week or called the resurrection day of um, of the week Jesus rose on the first day of the week and and we see it that the disciples began to meet together on the first day of the week né? and and why to remember that Jesus was alive we read about it in John chapter 20 verse 26 uh, Acts chapter 20 verse 7 1 Corinthians 16 two, uh, verse 2 and Revelation 1 verse 10 né? the day of the Lord um, or we call it the Lord's Day. Why the Lord's Day? Because it's the day of Jesus' resurrection. It's a day where we celebrate the resurrection of Christ. Because the resurrection of Christ makes everything else possible. All right, but we can also acknowledge the fact that Jesus rose or use it as proof that Jesus' resurrection is actually true is because of the growth of the church. Now, Jesus said that um, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. That, that's just the reality. And, and what the apostles thought was that Jesus was alive. 
And this teaching basically caused the church to grow. Because everywhere they went, they spoke about the resurrection of Christ, that Jesus Christ is alive. And those who came to faith in Jesus Christ, they were added to the church, and they also continued to believe in the resurrection of Christ, that Jesus Christ indeed is alive. He is not a dead Savior, no. He is our resurrected Savior. He's the one who rose from the grave. He is victorious over death. That's who we worship. All right, so when we talk about the resurrection of Christ, today when we look back, obviously it's an act of faith. We, we believe based on what? Based on the scriptures. Because the scriptures, the Bible, was written by people who were eyewitnesses. If we can accept historical books, we take a, a book of history and we read about Napoleon and we read about Alexander the Great, and we read about the different empires, the Roman Empire, what happened in the empire, and the Caesars, and all these kind of things, and it comes from history books, and, and they are eyewitnesses of what happened in those days, and then they wrote it down in history books, then why can't we accept the Bible? Because the Bible has witness testimony of the life of Jesus Christ, the death of Jesus Christ, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Beloved, it's a very important um, doctrine, a very important aspect of Christianity. And in fact, it's foundational to Christianity is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So if anybody attacks the resurrection of Christ, it's because they are against Christianity. They're against Christ. They're against the Lord. They're against God. And we need to be able to defend uh, the <coughs> resurrection of Jesus Christ. All right, let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the resurrection. Thank you that in the resurrection you accept the sacrifice of Christ. And thank you so much that Jesus Christ rose from the grave. He went willingly to the cross. He willingly died. And thank you so much that he rose victorious over sin and death. We praise you for it in Jesus' precious, wonderful, glorious name. And thank you that we can believe in the resurrection. Thank you for the witnesses that testified and testifies about the resurrection of Christ. They saw it with their own eyes that Jesus was alive or is alive. And we, today, we celebrate and worship the living Christ. Thank you for that, Father. In Jesus' name we pray this. Amen. Beloved, thank you very much for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. And as you go into this week, remember, Jesus is alive. He rose victorious over the grave, over death, and over sin. God willing, until next time, bye-bye.